0: Welcome to this episode of the Rise After the Fall podcast. I am here solo hosting today, but I am with my friend Cherie Joshua, who is a friend of mine over the last year. And our hearts were so quickly knitted together when we met because of Sean and I's love for the Holy Land, for all of the aspects that we learned when we went to Israel a couple times in the last few years, and just the fact that Pastor, or I should say my husband, has been uh, preaching Jewish contextually, not just contextually, as some would say, but has been really digging in and preaching from a Jewish context for the last 10 or 11 years of his preaching. And so uh, it was really great to meet someone who is... Uh, who has ties to the Holy Land. And I want to be able to introduce her, but I would like her to introduce herself. So, Sheree, will you tell everyone a little about you?
1: Uh, sure. Thank you so much, first of all, for this incredible honor and opportunity. Um, you know, as I, as I said, and I sent you a message. I saw your face uh, in terms of how can I share the message that the Holy Spirit gave me. So um, thank you for being obedient and thank you for having me. Um, in a nutshell, I was born and raised in Israel And, uh, so I'm a native Israeli. I moved to Toronto, Canada in the mid nineties with my parents and my brothers. And, uh, I was already an adult, but, um, uh, I'm going to fast forward about 20 years. I found Messiah. I found Jesus, Yeshua about 10 years ago. And I gave him my life. Um, at the moment, I'm the only believer in my family, but I do, I do stand on the promise that, uh. My family shall be saved. Um, I, I do have a I have a ministry in development called John1010.ca, where I share messages or teachings from the Bible from the Hebrew or Hebraic perspective. Um, and I'm just really just a servant of the Lord trying to hear his voice.
0: Yes, and I love that you know, even though Sean and I have been to Israel and we've been to kibbutzes and we've, you know, experienced and walked the places that Jesus walked to meet someone that, I mean, you were born in Israel. So when this Israel war, when the terrorism began, it hits you at a different level uh, than someone who just loves the Holy Land and knows that Israel, the children of Israel were the chosen people. It hits you at a different level. So the reason we had you on today is because God shared uh, a vision with you weeks after the terrorism began on October 7th. And really, I feel like it's so it's all of what you shared with me lines up with the Bible, lines up with scripture entirely. And this has turned into a political thing for a lot of people. um, And they don't realize this is a biblical thing. This is predicted in scriptures. And so what God showed you is he just lined up the vision he showed you with the scriptures so that it can relate. And so we thought this would be a great resource for the many Christians that listen, the many pastors that listen. And I hope pastors aren't confused about what's going on. But I'm sure some are. And so we want this to be a resource. I mean, talk about a rise and a fall of mm-hmm. a people, of a land, uh, the rise and falls and conflicts that have been going on between the Palestinians and the Israeli and just really the Middle East has been an upheaval upheaval pretty much always and so uh for americans to be like i don't really get it you know what it's not my thing it is our thing this is that's like saying the bible isn't our thing and so this is the ultimate rise and fall uh so that's why we wanted to resource pastors and christians and anybody else that's listening to have contextual understanding of what's going on so will you share what the lord showed you
1: absolutely thanks again for this opportunity um, I'm going to be honest. The first, uh, I would say two to three weeks after October 7th happened. Um, I was not able to pray or even open my Bible. And this is the first time it ever happened to me since I've become a believer. And I'm a, I'm i I'm an on fire believer. I'm not just, Oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. I mean, he's my, my life. So for me not to be able to pray or open the Bible was something very strange. Um, now I know the reason I couldn't open the Bible is is anyway. It's almost like I didn't want to see what's coming, because in the past, since day one of creation, whenever the Jews turn away from the Lord or from God, um, they were turned over to their enemies. And I'm convinced that sadly, this is one of those examples. Um, not to go, I'm not going to go into politics. I am not into politics. I hate politics. I love people and what i've seen um is that the nation of israel has been divided especially the last year like never before left right this this uh, anti religion and i mean it was awful um you know homosexual uh, what uh, the lgbtq parades in the midst of jerusalem it was just turning away from god in a way that was um not just an abomination, but almost like laughing in his face, and I kept feeling in my heart, "Oh my gosh, something is going to happen. Stop it, people, wake up!" And when October seven happened, it's almost like it happened, and God forbid not to say that God brought this onto Israel because he is a loving, merciful father, but when we remove there, remove ourselves from the protection of yes you know, of, of God's hand. And it happened to me personally, when I removed myself before I was a believer from his protection, um, disease attacked me, for example. Right. So, um, this anyway, not to go too much into it, but, um, when this happened, it's almost like, I didn't want to read the news and I'm speaking of the Bible. I didn't want to open and read the news because it's like, look, it happened again. But what we are seeing now is that, you know, there's photos and videos of soldiers in the midst of war, uh, carrying the Torah scroll, uh, praising God, uh, blowing the shofar, the the trumpet. Um, They have returned to Adonai, they have returned to God. And this is exactly what we wanted. Sadly, it had to take a war. But what God showed me is that this is so much beyond Israel and so much beyond the physical land. Yes, because I was born there, I was, I felt and still do, a sense of grief that um, was very hard to put into words. And I, and I still do. I mean, I, I told a friend of mine yesterday, I feel like it was done to my own body or to my family. I just can't get over it. Uh, it's like in the DNA of some sort. But God had showed me a, a dream, which I really believe is a message to all Christians, all believers. And when I say Christians, clearly it's anyone who follows the Messiah, right? Jews, who are messianic or Christians? And is it okay if I go through? The, yes, the, please. Okay? Yeah, share it. Okay. So the dream was um, I know I, I was sitting on um one of many people on a large table, almost like having a meal or some sort of an event. And then the um the organizers said, Hey, who would like to participate in a social experiment? Now, in reality, this would never ever be something I would participate in, but in the dream I said. Oh, I do, <laughs> don't know why. And so all of us who said yes to this social experiment, we were taken down some stairs into some sort of a basement that was actually outside. So it was open basement, if you may, or underground location. And this is where the where the experiment happened. And in that quote unquote basement, we became hypnotized through that social experiment. Um, Literally, those who were responsible for it hypnotized us, but we were still conscious. So we could see ourselves from the outside, seeing what's happening, knowing that we are still conscious, but we're not fully uh, awake or fully um, in control of what's going on. And then those who were in charge of that experiment started behaving as if they're about to rape us, behead us and kill us. They didn't actually do it. They just wanted us to see how it looks. And then the experiment ended and and I woke up And and I wrote it down and the visuals were the same as those videos that had surfaced from October 7th um you know shooting people from point zero beheading um raping women with blood on their anyway that that was that was the visuals and immediately i sensed the spirit telling me it's as if israel fell into a spiritual coma mm-hmm which is exactly that quote unquote spiritual experiment that who is behind this, this, this spiritual coma is Israel, but who is behind this social experiment is Satan.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. This is the devil responsibility. Um, So really this dream was a warning that the enemy comes, you know how the Bible says that the enemy comes. uh, We know that uh, Satan comes to uh, steal, kill and destroy, which is honestly exactly yeah, what, you know what Satan is doing now—not just in Israel, but all over the world. I mean, um, shattering windows of stores, and I mean, w- what is that has to do with freeing, uh, liberating people? I mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: we call it <laughs> protest, or
1: Correct. yeah, we've got a label for it, but it's just evil. That's just destroying, killing, and 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 stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when I woke up, um. I, I literally just wrote, I wrote that because Israel in that case was so away from their father, and not everybody, but the, as a nation, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some witchcraft prayers from the other side attacking Israel, right, which opened the gate, literally opened the fence for them to get in. Mm-hmm. Even speaking physically, no one can understand how they managed to Come into Israeli territory because there are soldiers watching every movement. Like a fly cannot enter mm. that fence without being seen. So this is this is not um not something we can even explain how they entered.
0: Which that's something that's been brought up in the news, right? That that mm-hmm. they don't know how Hamas got through.
1: And exactly.
0: and no one is really able to explain it, right? Yeah. They just kind of move on.
1: Exactly. This is why I believe this is um, 100% a spiritual attack. Mm -hmm. But I think there were some uh, hypnotizing, quote unquote, happening so that the IDF that were sitting there watching the fence almost like didn't see anything. Mm. Um, Right. So or witchcraft prayers against it. Um, Now, uh, what is it? Second Peter. Sorry, first Peter. 5.8, Five, eight. be sober, hmm. be vigilant, right? Because why? Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devi- devour. Sorry, my nose. Um, <laughs> and this is exactly it. We can't afford to get our eyes off of Yeshua, off of Jesus mm-hmm. and off of the word. We can't afford to say, I'm tired today. I'm not going to read the word or I'm too busy. And this is honestly, this is a message for me, too, because there were days that I'm just like, ah, just I'm late for work.
0: Hmm.
1: Can't afford to be without this protection. Yes. Because the enemy is walking around like a roaring lion. He's waiting for that little entrance in the fence to walk in.
0: Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think that what has happened is we have allowed labels to. Hmm. uh take away the sting of the spiritual attacks. So even 911, right. right? We even when you call it terror, you know a lot of people are like we can't Deny that Hamas is a mm. terrorist organization and they, they want to like say, this is so poignant to call it terror. Well, wow. I would say, let's take it a step further. That's even labeling it and lowering it to a label that we all can contextualize in our brain. This is yes. evil. And so when you hear news anchors yes. who are stunned at what they saw, like I have not watched the videos mm. or seen the pictures of the babies that were put in ovens. I... No. I cannot handle that because I just get an instant stomach ache, which is like nothing in comparison to what these people went through and and for news anchors to be stunned and they mm-hmm. almost lose words for it, yeah. they're almost like this just seems like straight evil i'm I want to yell through the YouTube or through the TV yeah it is evil let's call it, it what it is it's evil, and yeah. it is. Uh, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, Mm. who is most called by his name? Yes, us Gentiles are grafted in, but who is most called by his name? The people of Israel. Israel. (laughs) If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I heal their land? We're talking about a land war right now. Then will I hear from heaven and answer their prayers. And so what your vision was, was, saying exactly what the scripture has said, repeated, repeated, but this is a warning for all of us because in America, we call it terrorism. In America, Mm -hmm. we call it protest. In Mm -hmm. America, we call it identity politics. What we are talking about is a full frontal attack by the enemy, by Satan and the demonic. And I, I, we as pastors because we have a lot of pastors that listen to this. Let me just say this. Yes. We as pastors cannot say, well, I'm just not going to get into the politics of this
1: mm-hmm.
0: because, because this is not politics. No. And just like abortion is not a political issue. That's Abortion right. is a life or death. Abortion is is a moral issue, but we've made it political. So now Christians can be on one side or the other. Yeah. Well, well, now we're saying you can be on one side or the other politically of terrorism. Oh, really? Because I <laughs> thought that was murder. That's uh, right. And so we, now, what do we do? How do we, um, you know, how do we deal with this as pastors and from the pulpits? How do we do this as Christians with our friends and talking about it? Well, what we did is we went to prayer and fasting mm-hmm. because there isn't anything we can say mm-hmm. unless we're in a pulpit and we say, this better get our attention and mm-hmm. we better turn to Jesus. And I think that's what your, your initial thought is from getting this, this vision was we don't have time. We don't have the luxury of not seeking God with our whole heart and being exactly. in the word because hopefully he's coming back soon. Cause this yes. just seems like too much, Please. right? He's come back. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Soon. Yes.
0: What did you have? Other things that I know that you had this. um, We communicated about this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Any new things that you feel God is speaking to you, and how would you say? someone who is an American or a Canadian who has Mm -hmm. no concept of that you have a, you live with a bomb shelter in your kibbutz in in each home in a kibbutz and a kibbutz is a a area we in America would call it like, Oh, it's like a subdivision except you like share things and it's more communal than a subdivision. But that's how we would be able to, you know, most people don't understand what a kibbutz is. So the kibbutz is, is burnt to the ground, but there were people that they put their children in the bomb shelter that was already in their home. And they're used to hearing the iron dome fire missiles back to intercept missiles that are always coming into the area. They're they're expecting it. This just sounded like, wow, there's actually gunfire outside my house versus usually I just hear it in the sky always bombing. Um yeah. how how can an American or a Canadian or someone who's outside of Israel how can we wrap our mind around what
1: happened and how you feel as an Israeli. Yeah, no, thank you. Um so I'll be honest with you, even growing up there and living there for the first 20 years of my life, I've never experienced such degree of war. I mean, the anxiety in children, the post trauma in people I Honestly, don't know yet how that is going to heal. Um, the only thing that gives me an ability to grasp is, this: is when the Lord said, "I am, I am Adonai, your healer." This is the only way to heal, um, like spiritually. But if you don't mind, before I answer that, there was something that I wanted to touch on that has to do with uh, Psalm sixty-three that literally shocked me. Mm. I I love Psalm sixty three. I read it. I read it so many times. But right after I had that dream where God showed me, you know, that that spiritual experiment or what have you of being quote unquote hypnotized, I read Psalm sixty three. And if that's okay, I'm just going to read something in yeah. in Hebrew. Um, so verse ten in English says, but uh, actually nine in in English. It says, but those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth, right? But in Hebrew, which that just stunned me because I didn't see this before, it says, <laughs> That First of all, the word, the word "shoa" is the same word that we use for Holocaust. So it's right here in this wow. scripture. But it says, those who are asking to do a Holocaust against me, they will... In English, it says they shall go into the lower part of the earth. But in Hebrew, it says they will come from the lower part of the earth.
0: Oh, my this word.
1: Is stunning. Because how did we know that Hamas um, created those incredible tunnels with all the money they got from probably U.S., etc., to create those tunnels from underneath the mm. earth to come into Israel? But if I take that as the message God gave us as believers, it's like, listen, if you don't have your eyes on me, and if you're not in the word all the time, that devil is coming from the underground. Mm. Like you don't even, you can't even see the door in which he's coming from. And that's why we have to be vigilant. Wow. Right? So That's amazing. And the fact that that
0: translates to Holocaust. Yes. The other thing is, I think people, when they hear the devil or they think, well, Revelation is like what's predicted by John, written by John in Revelation is actually the end times. We're not there yet. So Mm -hmm. all of these things that are happening, let's not blow it out of proportion. That's going to happen later. Rather than realizing we're dealing with Antichrist. all the time. We're dealing with, I mean, Hamas is antichrist. I believe, so. I believe so. People who are Islamic, people who are yeah. Muslim, people who are Hindu are anti-Christ because they deny Christ. That's we are right. dealing with the anti-Christ from Daniel to Ezekiel to the writings of John in Revelations. We're talking about this is a pattern in a repetitive thing that the, the spirit of Holocaust, the spirit of destruction yes. comes from beneath, not just in the end, with one Satan that does it one time. This is Satan at work through Hamas, yes. who is then who is then propped up by Iran, who is propped up by the U.S. Yeah. And so when we don't, I mean, it's the same thing when we have a smaller scenario and we have people that we know in our circle that don't know the Lord and we just make it easy for them to just keep going down the path they're going down. Mm -hmm. I don't want to prop up anyone's um, journey and make it easier to go down the path that the enemy was want them to go down. And so, I mean, just the Bible, we, we so easily want to jump to, well, I don't have to deal with that because that's Armageddon. No, we're actually talking about things that are happening right now that were predicted.
1: This is it. I mean, this is it. uh, I, I don't want to know what can be more than this Mm -hmm. i I mean seriously well if this baby yeah
0: tribulation stuff like if people say no this isn't tribulation like can you imagine the tribulation no and the (laughs) fact that christians are like uh you know i kind of want to be half in i wouldn't want to be a part of the tribulation because i'm half in the time Mm
1: -hmm. is now the the time is now and and i and I, and I was wondering, you know, I'm not I'm not the kind of person to ask why, why, why. But but it intrigued me. Um, that dream was such a message to me personally. And I as I said, I believe to all really true believers, um, because it's not about, OK, what happened there in Israel and let's analyze this politically, et cetera. No, no, no. This is an example of what happens when Satan is off leash. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I can't afford this in my life or my family's life or in anybody's life. We can't afford this. Mm -hmm. Like we need to shut down those tunnels. (laughs) Like cancer cells in a body and I'm a cancer survivor. So I can say cancer cells in a body must be eradicated so that they don't spread. Mm. They have to be eradicated. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. So what can we do? All of the listeners, obviously we know we're supposed to pray, but that feels so trite, even though we shouldn't feel that way. What can we yeah. do?
1: Yeah, I, I have to say that um, the prayers of the believing Christians, I really, truly want to say they are open heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would one day know when I go to heaven, I will know who prayed for me. <laughs> How come I am the one who found the Messiah in all of my friends and extended family? So what I'm saying is for those of you who are praying, honestly, this is the weapon like this is the weapon um i haven't been praying a lot or as forcefully as i am as used to just because i'm still grieving and i'm in shock um so those of you who are praying thank you thank you thank you thank you i mean praying um uh you know the covering over the idf soldiers uh, i'm praying that they would be led supernaturally to where the hostages are mm. Because they That's can't, good. where are they, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are now stories of supernatural encounters in the Gaza Strip, in all those war um, areas. Like somebody shared a story about, uh, I think it was a dove or something that sat on a wire that otherwise they would not have seen. Wow. And if if they bumped into it, it would have exploded. I mean, I'm, I'm completely messing up the story. It's on social media. Um, they there or, or I know soldiers share that they were in one of the tunnels and suddenly they saw an Orthodox Jew standing there praying. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> so and, you know, and they said to him, excuse me, you got to move like you can't be here. And that figure said, no, uh, you ca- I can't let you go in there. It's too dangerous. And it was a man dressed in a Jewish Orthodox, um, I guess, attire. Uh, and he didn't let them go, whatever. There was something very dangerous there. But who is that man? Wow. I believe it's Yeshua, mm. the Mashiach. Mm. So he's he's there. So that's why I'm saying prayer is actually bigger than than you know. Mm. You know, we,
0: we know that we're supposed to pray for miracles. If someone gets cancer, we pray, we fast, we, we, if our kids, you know, got in a car accident, we would pray with everything in us. And we can often have the enemy whisper in our ear that what are your prayers going to do? You're just over here, thousands of miles away. What good is that? And the reality is, is that he does hear every prayer and The miracles of yes, finding the hostages. The miracles of IDF soldiers being completely safe, safeguarded, Mm -hmm. angels around them. I love that, and I had I need to remember that. I love that you said that. That you believe that when you get to heaven, you're going to meet everyone that prayed for you. Yes, like a lot of times we go. When I get to heaven, will I get to see you know my mother who died or (laughs) my grandmother who prayed for me? But Wow. To think, could we meet everyone who prayed for us? So will I get to heaven and an IDF soldier comes up and says, you prayed for me and I was protected. Like, wow. Well that would make sense with the scripture that what Mm -hmm. we do here on earth may not be seen, but there's crowns, there's jewels in the crown uh, when we get to heaven and our whole life plays before us. And if I'm fasting and praying for Israel and truly caring enough to pray. That is something. And that goes on the, that goes on the negative, not the negative, but the film strip of my life, right? Mm-hmm. That there was a moment I said, God, I am mourning and grieving. I don't know these people. I'm not related to these people, but God, they're your chosen people. I'm grafted in. Yes. I we are a family, and so yes. I love that you gave us that. Can I ask you because you speak Hebrew so beautifully, and I could listen to it all day. <laughs> um, the the Arionic blessing. Oh, of course. Would you be able to? I don't. I mean, I don't know if you have it in your Bible yeah. there, or if you just know it off the top of your head. Um, yes, I think no. that would be really special. Just as we close out, but before you do that, is there anything else? I feel like we we got people to a point of realizing prayer actually is effective. <laughs> let's
1: let's let's Please continue. Remember continue. that, continue. yeah. You know you know what else about the prayer is that you're lifting up those of us who can't pray right now because we're too shocked mm. and in grief. And with that goes, um, I have incredible people in my life and you are included, of course, uh, people from my, we, we have a ya group, uh, YAH group where we do, it's a singles Christian group. Uh, yes, I'm single. Hello. Uh,
0: <laughs> we'll leave her um, number and notes.
1: <laughs> no, I'm but but some of them have reached out, and you know what? From October 7th, they've been saying, "Listen, I don't care what happens. I stand with Israel because the Bible says to do so." And I'm praying for you and for Israel. And all I could say to them is, "Thank you," because I can't right now. So I really mean it. This is the this is the weapons. You know how um, Moses' hands were lifted up when he couldn't. This yes. is you guys lifting our hands. Hmm. Um, wow.
0: Which was Aaron, which is the blessing you're going to oh, yes. pray over That's us, it. which is there how cool go. is that? Yeah, there you go. That okay. is
1: cool. Absolutely. It would be my honor. Um, so Adonai, here, here we go. Yivarkeichem Adonai v'yishmereichem, ya'er Adonai panav elechem v'yichuneichem, Isa Adonai panav elechem v'yasem lachem shalom. Yeshua In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, the one and only King of the Jews and King of the earth, I speak these words for the, the glory of God.
0: Well, you choked me up there and you did just pray. So we just also pushed you forward in praying the blessing over yourself, your people, and all of us. So because I'm crying, we're going to end this show. (laughs) But Cherie, thank you. Will you tell again the name of your ministry if anyone wants to look into that? Thank you so much.
1: Sure. It is John 1010. So literally John 10 or 1010.ca, which is from the scripture, John 1010.
0: That's amazing. I love you so much. And I'm oh. so grateful that we got to do this. Thanks for encouraging believers thank everywhere.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me and to the Lord. And thank you Abba for this.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, you guys know, if you've listened to any of our podcasts that we uh, are here to be voices to those who have had a a rise and then a fall, and to tell you and anyone you know, anyone that's hurting, that there can be a rise after the fall, a greater rise than the fall, a greater rise than before. And so if you are hurting, if you're in need of help, Pastors, leaders, Christians, uh, will you just reach out to us through the exchange com and uh, let us know how we can serve you. You can see on our website all of the things we do right now. Our hearts are heavy and focused on Israel and what we do know and what we're so grateful for is that God is always in control he's always in the know and always more powerful uh, than we could ever imagine and so we lean on that hope Uh, so just know that that's where our hearts and our focus is right now is on praying that our hearts align with God's so we love you and we'll see you next time Hi, friends. It's Sunny again. And I just want to say, Sean and I appreciate your faithful listening. And we hear all the time that many of you are sharing this. In fact, we've had a few people say, I tell everybody I know, specifically other pastors and leaders about this podcast. And so we may have shared in our early season two episode about the story of getting a retreat center that we're now going to call the reserve, uh, 20 acres, multiple houses, and the ability to house pastors and leaders, their families. We're going to basically say we're hosting the herding. We're hosting the betrayed we're restoring the betrayer. Uh, and so now we have a campus to do that on, a a 20-acre property to do that on, as well as we'll continue to bring people into Green Bay and we provide um, help in the finances for that and the housing for that at times as needed. Also, we'll continue to go to people. We've done that over the last couple of years, flown directly to couples in crisis. That's been An ongoing thing that Sean and I, Pastor Becky, Pastor Barry, have done. But what I wanted to ask you is that um, because this retreat center is $1.8 million, which actually for 20 acres, a massive house, other housing, uh, it's really reasonable. We just happened to find it in a great location, and the person who's selling it to us has a ministry heart. He's on the board of the church that we interned at coming right out of Bible college. It's just crazy, the God story. But we need to get $600,000 as the down payment. Now he's going to spread that over the first year. So it's 54,000 a month. Then after that, the 1.2 million that we will finance with him those payments will start and that's in the 70 some hundred dollars. So $7,000 a month plus utilities and expenses, but that's much more palpable than $54,000 a month. But for this first year, we're grateful that we didn't have to come up with $600,000 to even begin work on the property. We already own it. We're already doing construction. But what I would ask you is if you would consider, and you may say, it's me. I have, you know, $100,000 put away for our church that we are going to start construction on something, or you may say, I have 1.8 million at the church I lead and we were breaking ground, but I feel, (laughs) this is the crazy thing. I've heard some crazy stories about pastors who after having the money or praying for the money and they get it for something God's having them do, God told them to give it away. But then God exceeded their expectation. And they came back and had eightfold, ninefold. I know of a church in Texas, this just happened. Uh, They gave a million dollars they had raised to break ground on a new property. And someone had been at this conference with them and they had a roof that had caved in and it was a million dollars to repair it. And God told him, give the million dollars. Well, he did. And within a few weeks, they had a company come to them and offer them money for the land And to give them land they owned, and they basically were given about $8 million from their million dollars they gave away. So I just know that when Sean and I even have given $1,200, which was our first big gift when we were first married at a conference, and God told us, give everything. And we had $1,201 in our bank account, which was a ton for us. It was like our savings. We gave it, we got home. And we had a check in our mailbox for $1,250. Now we made $49 on that, but it increased our faith. We made a lot of return on our faith and that investment and knowing God will never ask us to give that he doesn't have a huge plan. So I take this time to say, you might be the one that says, we're going to give you 1.8. You'll never have to worry about money as you do this ministry. You might say, we're going to give you 600,000 for the down payment so that you don't have to stress for the first year at 54,000 a pop as you build it out. Or you might say, we're going to give monthly or we have something else in mind. Thank you for considering it. Thank you for stepping out in faith and thank you for being a faithful listener to this. We appreciate you.